Welcome, 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 everybody. Becky left the chat. That was what, four, three, four. That was like a really little third welcome and a really enthusiastic fourth. You know welcome. what it is? We're doing music, and I'm just I'm getting inspired by Saved by the Bell, and them just being on the radio and the Big Bopper and the whole thing. Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm. The music episode. That's our music episode. June, nineteen ninety-two. Thirty years ago, Jen. Yes. Are you the co-host? Yes. Am I a co-host? Yes. And together we make Becky Left the Chat. That's it. Very exciting intro. <laughs> Don't know if we can replicate that because I feel like that's all over the map, but it's fun. June 92, music. Oh, um, we are back starting another month. We are going to have some special guests next month. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. We're going to drag them on, make them do some podcasts, uh, and also into August, too. Our friend my, uh, our friend Big Dan may make another appearance, do some music. Yeah. Definitely. So it should be pretty fun. Or so, maybe he wants to do a potpourri or, I don't even or know. a movie. You know? I don't even I don't know. know. But June 92. A little light in terms of some of the albums that you know we would normally like. But we do get to check in because what usually happens in June in the Northeast at least? School's out for summer. Uh-huh. So you probably need to create a mixtape. And get ready. Pass it around your friends groups. Yeah. Listen to the songs that maybe you heard on the radio and uh, we got you covered. Maybe At least... you make your friends some mixtapes as a don't forget me over the summer. That's it. You know, and hopefully maybe we get... you make one for your crush. I don't know. Hopefully we get the same uh, the same schedule. Who even knows? It'll be fun. You know, oh my God. Go imagine if high. we have some of the same teachers. Mm, pretty sweet. <sighs> Let's check out the English class. Let, let's get in it. I wonder if we got to read over the summer. At least if we have the same lunch period, then we can hang out for lunch. I know. Otherwise, like, well, we got the same study hall, but, you know, I got Mr. Baxter, who's your study hall teacher. Uh, Miss Flemingsworth. <laughs> I don't remember my study hall teacher. I was going to be like, wow, that was <laughs> Flemingsworth. Like, I remember I, my, my study hall, like, classes. I remember the rooms. I remember the people I hung out with. I remember where I sat, and yet I don't remember the I don't think Mr. Baxter's, like, a real name, so I feel like I made that up. So that's why when you're, like, Flemingsworth, I'm like, wow, I just kind of threw a name out there. Oh, I made that up. Ooh, all right, spicy. (laughs) I'm like, I I couldn't think of my teacher's name, so I made this shit up. I thought Mr. Baxter was real, and I was being a silly silly buffoon. That's spicy. That's spicy. So You're spicy. Yeah, that's what she said. Let's get a quick rundown on a couple (laughs) of uh, singles that came out that I saw here. Um... I believe I saw the single for Nirvana's Lithium come out, which we've covered that already. Right? Mm-hmm. Have we? I don't know. Have we covered Lithium? Well, we've covered Nirvana, the album it came from. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. So we covered... We didn't specifically talk about Lithium, though. No. That part's true. You don't always have to, you know, go crazy on me. Uh, Wood by Alice in Chains. Yes. Um, there was... Was that... Were you into Alice in Chains? Not really. Not a huge Alice in Chains fan. Were you? I've, it was the kind of thing where most of my friends were really into Alice in Chains. And I felt bad. And like... Because <laughs> I wasn't really into them, no. I really wasn't. I will tell you... But they are great. I mean, obviously. I will tell you the single... That you probably um, will recall, because it was just in the movie that we watched. <sighs> Jen, The End of the Road by Boys to Men. Yes. So, that's a thing. Um, in terms of, kind of, other singles, not really a ton that I had here in my research. What about you? I was depending on you for this research. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I saw, I didn't see a ton more than that. I did see one wild soundtrack come out, and I saw our main um, our main topic of today. We yeah. talk about Sublime. So, what's your experience with Sublime? Tell me about how you feel about Sublime. This album, everything, everything there. I was really into Sublime. I still really like listening to Sublime. Um, this was their first album, and. I mean, I didn't hear it until their self-titled, you know, Sublime album came out that 
has all their, you know, all their bangers and what I got and stuff like that on it. But when that came out, I feel like everyone went and got and got this album, you know. Okay. Um, and I loved this album. It's just kind of like really chill. Like, it's just like a long jam session. Like, but it's, it just makes, it's perfect that this came out in June because it is the quintessential summer off from high school album, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would say 100%. Yeah. I, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty, what, like when I hear this album, I think the problem with this album or the problem that I had kind of attaching myself to liking Sublime is I feel like it was a certain kind of definitely, this definitely has obviously a lot of California vibes, especially uh, the last track listing when they're thanking everybody. Uh, But I really think it's one of those things that like you had to be, I think at least in the nineties, there was two different bands specifically Dave Matthews and this, that you kind of had to be like into it. And then in there kind of a little from the ground movement and then also kind of like want to go to those shows and be into that that vibe, right? This is a vibe. This is a vibe album from start to finish. When we put it on, we listen to it. We listen, I know you listen to it a couple times. You really, really like it. But you really just got to be there for all the vibes, for all the feelings. Because I think you were telling me something that you heard, that you heard on like a podcast or something. People are kind of talking about some of the music that the newer generations are connecting to, like Nirvana and things like that. But like a lot of the stuff in this is really specific to the nineties. Like, like I think you were saying a lot of misogynistic undertones, yeah, well, so this, a lot of different stuff like that. It was an article I read and I think it was, oh, no, I didn't, oh man, I'll have to check for, and I will double check for the next episode. But I'm pretty sure it was on pipeline. It was like an opinion piece about 40 ounces to freedom and you know, sublime in general. And it's just this weird mix of um, this really he Bradley Noel just had this super soulful mm-hmm. voice and just this like m- melodic music and it's just this mix between this beautiful soulful music and like just straight misogyny and like this like frat like not frat but like beer bro mm-hmm. like culture and it it kind of mixes those two things together like you know the song date rape. It's about how date rape's bad, but it's also kind of not, I mean, is it, it, it is about how it's bad, but it's not no. really taking it very seriously. And then the end is very, like, homophobic, you know, now he's going to be taking it in the behind, you know, so. I, yeah, but I don't, you know, it's funny, because you mentioned that when we listened to that song, and I kind of held, held back any sort of opinion, but I think it's just more like a. Again, it's like a vibe. I mean, I don't think that that was homophobic for him to be like, hey, I think that's just what people thought prison was like at the time, I don't necessarily, right? I, don't was... I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just telling... Yeah, that, well. That's what the opinion piece stated. Um, I do think it is making light on date rape, though. And a lot of the things they say, like, wrong way has a lot of, you know, misogyny baked into it and stuff like that. With that being said, I still fucking love Sublime. Like, I'm not talking down about it but the the article i read was more about how it'll be interesting to see whether or not like today's youth who in general are their their standards are a little bit higher for what they excuse when it comes to things like that Mm -hmm. um if they're going to connect with a band like sublime it's also you know i love the music i love that it mixes reggae and um punk and ska and hip-hop like it's so cool but it i'm sure some of the younger generation will see that as cultural appropriation and that kind of thing um maybe you know or or maybe i I think it's i like to look at it like it's a celebration right i think if you of these types i think if you attach the right and again you know saying it here but it's, it's the vibes. If you are sitting around having a Corona, it's a warm day, you play this music, and you have nothing you're really worrying about, any of the their main songs that come in, any of their big hits, it's great. And it's mm-hmm. just a lot of fun. And I'm not huge into, or, or you know, I, the way our culture shifted towards the early 2000s when everything did become available to download and stuff like that. And who knows if we're even 
still doing this in eight more years and then we get into all that we'll have even more to talk about of some of the stuff that we get on our computers and on mp3 players but when everything is available on demand versus like hey i'm gonna go put this album on you put this album on you just let it go and you enjoy it right yeah you just sit there and enjoy it and it's yeah. really a vibe to set a great afternoon it's one of those albums that like if i could only have one album that I'm going to get to keep with me for these six months. And again, it doesn't make any sense, right? But it's just what you have. <laughs> this is a this is a, a definitely up there. Because this sets the tone for a great summer. Yeah. Like, again, some of the songs might be questionable, but the album really does... If you have the right backdrop, the right vibes, it's great. I mean, is this something you want in the car when you're driving your... You know, unless you're... Depend, everybody's different. But, you know, I mean... The whole album start to finish when you're driving your kids to, you know, summer camp. I don't know about that. But if you sit in the backyard with your friends, sunny day around a pool, it's awesome. It you is know, good. It is good driving music. Maybe not with your kids to summer camp, but it you is definitely I mean? like, good. I think it's... It, sure, not all the songs on this album. Not all the tracks are bangers. They're not. They're not all the best. But they really do capture punk they really do capture mm-hmm. reggae they they marry all these different genres together and the album itself as a whole entity like you could just put it on i never want to press skip i just listen to the whole thing and it's it just washes over me like a beautiful reggae punk <laughs> bath it reminds me of the 90s and i fucking love it like i have so many memories of hanging out with my friends and like maybe smoking a little pot before it was legal and drinking beers by the poolside. Just, it's, ugh. If I say to you, if I say to you, reggae, who, who do you think? What do you think? Bob Marley. Right. And if I say to you, punk music, who do you think? Uh, you know, like Bad Religion. Okay. And if I say to you, ska, what do you think? Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And when you hear Sublime... Don't they have their own, like, if there was a word for what this was, they created a sound out of all of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? You hear the it, influences of each one of those things. And it sounds like California. Yeah. Totally. Or what you think California sounded like. Like, as a kid growing up in the Northeast, that's what I thought that Southern California sounded like. That's just what I thought, right? right. Yeah. Because you There's hear some... it, it's just a specific sound. It's so cool. And it's its own thing. And again, you know, you talk about different genres of music and you could say someone and come up with it. But they, I don't even know what this was, but it was its own thing. You hear it and you know exactly what it is. You say Sublime, you know, we're, we're talking Santeria. We're talking Smoke Two Joints. We're talking, you know, the end of Date Rape. I, the end right. of the song Date Rape, where it's talking about it takes it from behind. I can hear that ending immediately when you say the song. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear it. And not every song is like that. And it just goes to show the longevity of a band and, and of an artist when they can put together this type of music. I mean, we saw Bad Fish touring, uh, which is a blind cover band, which is a song off this album, right? And it just goes to show what kind of, like, how... How good were they? Relevant, like they how sounded... relevant their sound was. Because their sound can travel throughout time and you still can feel the vibe of what they were doing. Yeah, they're clearly... They were not afraid to... um. To take risks and right. to just try different things. And you really, you're right, they, they have a, a fingerprint that is theirs. The, their bass lines, the, Everything. his the, all voice of it together. is, he has a gorgeous voice, um, mm-hmm. had a gorgeous voice. It's just, yeah. And I remember, like, like loving this album more, almost more than their, like, main album than like the the sublime album like i was like oh this is a treasure and it's 22 tracks like it lasts you know like, it goes yeah, on forever no, it, is... that's what i'm saying you put it on yeah and you're like i can just put this on by the pool and walk away and have fun if you have the right vibe of people like you're trying to set a tone for a barbecue any sort of outdoor summer activity this is it and you didn't like Sublime growing up. No, you were and not, I'm still not and a you're, huge and you, fan. Yeah, but I still you're not it. offended if you hear it. Like, it, do you still feel like it gets you in that summer, like, chill mood? Look, as a person, I think... As I think, a person. <laughs> well, as, as a functioning member of, of this civilization, as long as it's around here. You know, I joke a lot and be like, ah, oh, this music offends me, right? It's, it's bombastic to say that. No music truly offends me because I don't make music. So the fact that these people made music and people thought it was good enough and there's an audience out there for it is great. 
and I'm not talking about Sublime. I'm saying anyone that makes music, right? Because I, I, it's a talent that I really can't do. Are you including the fact that I can make kazoo music Correct. with just my mouth? Correct. Nice. I, and awesome. there may be an audience for that. Cool. Just like there might be an audience right. for this podcast and whatever. Like people create <laughs> art and they put it out there. They they have fun. That's the goal, right? And you know, if you don't like something, you don't have to comment on it. So in the case of Sublime. I would not go out of my way to go see them or listen to them or whatever. But if it's on at a party, especially under the right circumstances, if it's on at a party in a college dorm in a in in an environment where outside it's a blizzard, not really the right music to create that sort of vibe. Right. Now, what if you're passing around like a nice blonde? Again, if it's on and we're sitting in the backyard Couple dogs running. It's eighty degrees out, sunny. Drinking a couple beers, passing around a blunt or not, and this music comes on. You're like, this is the vibe. This music is a vibe. It it makes you feel like both grounded in reality because the words of the songs are talking about the shittiness of his life and the things happening around him and the things that he's seeing that are also very mundane that anyone could relate to. But the sound makes you feel like, you know what? We're going to get through this whole thing. It's, it's upbeat. The sound is upbeat. The words really aren't, right, for a lot of the songs. But the sound makes you just kind of like, yeah, you're just, you're, you're in it. You're living in the moment and the music is passing through you. Now, having said that, do I personally feel, you know, and this happens with a bunch of music. And I can totally understand. That's why music of all things, I think, is the most subjective. Because... Probably because it's been recorded and been around for so long and and it evolves from the same few notes. But I think that I hear a lot of the same song over and over. Like as we listen to the album, like this is a whole thing, but it's all like one thing, right? You could say the same thing about, you know, some people might feel that way about Grateful Dead or, or jam bands. Like, oh, they're just kind of going on and on and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. Or you could say rap music or hip hop music. Some people might be like, oh, it sounds all the same, right? But that's someone that maybe doesn't want to dive into it or someone that really doesn't want to give it a chance or someone that's just not feeling that type of music you know country yeah you know people can make that assumption or yeah, i say that all the time all about country, country. and it's not true i say you it know, all the time because i don't like gospel. country right. but it's it's not all right, the same correct. there's new country and then there's the right. old school and then there's all different types of yeah, yeah but yeah. when you boil right. music down it's the same few notes so again it, it is the same, and, and, and I think sometimes what ends up happening is a person here, a person just hears it at its base level, and then they don't want to get deeper into the, maybe the artist's words, or the meaning, or how that came about for that artist. And in this this case, the picture and the story that's created from each one of these songs is amazing because it really takes you there, and it makes you feel like you're sitting with your friends, you're having a beer, maybe you're smoking. Or even back then, you know, back then, I what what I even when I hear this music now, Jen, I smell cigarettes. Like I smell cigarettes in the air. Like people smoking, like have a cigarette, wearing an, an A cut T shirt, uh, you know, wearing skater shorts, hanging out. That's what I picture. I picture the music video. Like that's what I see, you yeah. know. And you know, maybe smoking weed. And I, you know, I picture definitely smoking cigarettes a, a shitty angry mom <laughs> opening the back door screaming at everybody you mm-hmm. know and, and you know almost like m&m's mom from the trailer park in detroit right like that mom but only in a sunny environment and like that's what you feel it has that vibe yeah. it has that like you know we're from the wrong side of the tracks uh-huh. like kind of living life the you know the wrong way and um mm-hmm. it no, I'm not that's actually. the thing about this music you know it, it has that vibe where it's yeah it's upbeat and it's summertime, but it also does have like a gritty there's a very... underbelly and like a gr- like there's a grit to it that um it almost feels like two things at the same time, and I think that's kind of like the cool thing about. I it. would really like to, um, you know, if, if this if our little adventure does become successful, keep going because I'd love to see some of the music in the two thousands and really see where that where some of these artists and people land because I can't remember it as much, but I feel like, especially now in the nineties, especially a certain time in the nineties, let's say to like 96, 97, there's so many artists and a lot of them that, that passed on a little too young, right? That there's so, they, the way they were able to bring you to where they were, their place, their 
like their sound was their sound and it was in their place and i don't know it's because they passed away too young or whatever it is because i'm just thinking about like you know when you listen to especially now so far away you listen to tupac or you listen to biggie or you listen to nirvana and you listen to these artists that all passed in the early 90s and you're hearing their songs and it's like then you 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 know transpose that well let's say the 2000s i'm like who like had like who passed away you know and again that could just be one of those things where like if you do stay so long at the party you then don't it doesn't have as much of an impact right because like you hear the songs that tupac like his songs and biggie songs and again these songs they're they're like etched in your mind because that's as far as the person ended up going because they died you know you hear the nirvana sound and who knows what it would have evolved into might have evolved into nothing right but the sound is so specific and like this these songs are so specific and then they're just frozen in time and you're like i hear that takes me right back to that time you know and i know at least on the alternative stations and everything this was huge in the you know mid 90s and then into the later 90s so then this was just always played so you'd flip it on and you just you know when you hear that first beat now obviously it's not this album but when you hear that first beat of you know i don't practice santeria i don't got no crystal ball you know right where you, you know exactly where you're going you know yeah no, you're 100% right. And I think just bringing it back to Alice in Chains for one second, they were they did a really good job of doing that. And I think that's why I didn't love their music because they really, it just felt so heavy and like depressing. And it's great music. And I mean, there's nothing wrong. But I think that like what you're saying, like you, you really just sucked into that world. That's why I never liked Alice in Chains because mm-hmm. I always just felt like, oh, I just... It puts me in such a dark fucking place. Exactly, and each one of these things, but it puts you, but you're, but they're so, the artist, and the mastery of of their instruments and their sound creates something that you can relate to in a way, right? Like yeah. you can go. Well, that's the thing about music, right? Right, but again, I mean, I think it becomes with certain music because it's almost like again, if you're too long at the party, you lose what those vibes were, and you lose what that was. Instead of being like, this is a party I want to go to. So yeah. I, f- I forget where I read it, but um, I did read, maybe in that same article, um, that this album was recorded when Sublime broke into... Now, I don't... I have to double check this, so we're going to fact check this. I'm not 100% sure, but... Wild internet research corner Listen, alert. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor right. that this was recorded when they broke into like a recording studio at night when it was closed... And, like, that's what this sounds like. It sounds like a jam session. And, like, you know, yeah. people sitting around drinking beers when they broke in later. Like, it just feels like youth. Right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It so, feels. I thought that was a cool it, story, and I hope it's true. It feels like a party that you wish you were at, mm-hmm. but you wanted to be there for everything that happened up until the cops came. Because you know that the cops are coming to this party. You know that's the only way this shit's getting broken up. You know what I mean? Like, you want to be there. No, you want to have me, said you went. To me, it's, it feels like a, like a little hangout. It okay. doesn't really feel like a like, like a rager. It no, it's not that it's chill. a rager, but, a but, but like you said, you're in the wrong place. You're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your favorite yeah. song off this album? Uh, Bad Fish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take... And I'm going to take Bad Fish, and I'm going to say my actual favorite song is Rivers of Babylon. But that is a cover, so... I'm going to take Smoke Two Joints. So I'm, gonna take. I'm actually going to put that on my mixtape. But before we get there, I did see something that I did want to mention. On June 30th, 1992, a soundtrack released. Which I'm going to put a pin in this soundtrack because we're going to do a blowout double episode-ish discussion about it in September. Singles. The soundtrack oh. to singles came out in June. Oh, shit. So that's where Alice in Chains' Wood comes from because it's off of this album. Look, I, don't, I don't hate Alice in Chains. Now I feel like I'm talking shit about no, Alice in Chains. Nobody wants to be talking shit about Lane Staley. People not... have their own thing. Here's the songs. It was Wood by Alice in Chains. Breathe by Pearl Jam. Seasons by Chris Cornell. A Dyslexic Heart by Paul Westberg. The Battle of Evermore by The Love Mongers, which is... Like a Led Zeppelin cover. Uh, Mother Love Bone. I've not heard of them, but uh, Chloe Dancer and Crown of Thorns. I don't know who that is. 
I, I mean, I'm going to listen to it because I'm listening to this whole album. But Soundgarden's Birth Ritual, Pearl Jam's State of Love and Trust, Mudhoney's Overblown, Paul Westberg's Waiting for Somebody, Jimi Hendrix's Experience, May This Be Love, uh, Screaming Trees Nearly Lost You, and The Smashing Pumpkins' Drown. Yeah, so we're going to have to listen to that and revisit that in September because... Yeah, when, when we watch the movie for yeah. the movie feed, because I just saw this as I was going through. It was like kind of hidden towards the bottom, and I was like, wait, what? This is fucking, like, why would you really... But then I'm like, that's right, they did that weird shit. Oh, like, yeah. They released all of the... They would re, That was like a thing they did. They released the soundtracks before you even got the movie. They so did it all like, the time. Yeah, I remember. Because then I remembered thinking about Star Wars, thinking about how I had, like, super nerd, but I had, like, the uh, Star Wars, like, soundtrack to, like, episode <laughs> one from The Menace. Like, the, Aww, you know, the, the score and stuff. You would. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but it was like, it came out, like, Two months before that's the right. movie, I had the cat soundtrack. A month before that's, the movie. I mean, that's True. just em- straight embarrassing. Um, True. Yeah, they also like release singles so far ahead, not the movie, but like singles of yeah, albums yeah. so far ahead of releasing the album. Where now I feel like it's just, I don't know. That doesn't really happen, does it? Because of Spotify, I don't. I really actually don't know. I, you know, to be honest with you, I've been trying more to find uh, more like avenues to find newer stuff as best I can. But the problem is a lot of it ends up being you're stuck in your, like, I, I, I guess to sound like the old guy on the block or whatever, but like almost like your algorithm. So like my Spotify is so used to me playing certain things that when it tries to give me other things, it's nudging me towards similar bands and similar sounds. And maybe I'm exploring and finding Songs that came out five years ago or eight years ago. I gotta, or I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ring in. Okay. I'm talking about do singles come out before albums? Right. Well, you asked now, and I was like, well, yeah. now I don't even know. You're saying you don't know because I have no know. idea if they even like from what I, I think from from what I can do. tell with albums now. There's usually very little fanfare, and they're just like kind of release an album, and the the songs that they put out. It's kind of like they, the songs just come out. And, right, yeah. And then those songs become huge. But whether or not that was supposed to be a single or they just did a, did a thing. Now, back then, I think what they did is they took your best kind of song. Again, mm-hmm. this is just what I could see. Or what they thought would be the best radio play. Put that out. And then more singles came out later from the same album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like a single could have came out and then the album comes out like a month later and then more singles come out. Because they would B-sides? press all that and make movie, yeah, yeah, and make money, yeah. That's how they make money. Or if you, you just... bought like the single, it would have like special tracks on it that weren't in the on the full album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what that's how they would keep making money off of it. Yeah, because you heard what you heard, and you're like, oh, I really like that Foo Fighters song. I really like that Nirvana song. That but really then... actually does suck for musicians that like that's not a thing anymore. You know. I just think it's... They have so much... I don't know. What else? I think... I think as they say, right? And I think we're seeing it now. Especially, I mean, even us. Like, we have a bunch of albums that we've bought. A bunch of vinyl that we've bought and kind of jumped back into all of that. I think as they say, all of it is cyclical. And I think at some point, some of that stuff might come back. I think... I think the vinyl and, and continuing along that trend is helping that. And who knows if maybe people end up doing more you know down the line more like meetup type you know that's next generation that has all these empty storefronts and stuff maybe they want to do some sort of place you know places people meet and listen to music and stuff and have and share i get it i'm know? not saying that stuff isn't going to come back but not in the same way it was like pe- artists don't they can't depend on just album sales that's no, just not going to be a thing anymore. Now, yeah, but now, all now I think what they depend on is just songs going viral and getting, just getting people to listen to it on you know TikTok or Spotify or whatever and getting it that way. I get it. But the album sales... It's just... The reality is the album sales... It's not the same, but the reality is the album sales... That was so much more dependent on you signing a shitty contract with a record company that then owned the rights to your music. That's like what Taylor Swift was all about when she mm. went and she's re-recording all of her songs. It's because she doesn't own... The master, she's the only original, so she's re-recording them all to then get those out and then get the other ones out so she can make the money, all of her own money, off her own music. I think that was the craziest part about music is that, like, a few people will just own these record labels and record companies and then they have the rights to all of your music and do nothing, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, not do nothing, but set all this other stuff up. And I mean, at least I know in the book world, and I think the music world was the same. They would give you advances on what the album sale would be. That's where you get the money. They make money on tours. That's where they make all the money. They'd have to go out and do all the touring. But the music itself, they wouldn't make a lot of money on. That would, that would be the record company would make it on the music. They'd make it on the tours. Did you know that 40 Ounces to Freedom is one of the highest selling independently released albums of all time? I It would not surprise me. No, it is. Uh, yeah. Because it was a soundtrack for my um, high school until later later like college and still because it didn't i don't think it did good at all until um their self-titled one came out so i would imagine yeah that was a fun little there's a there's like a video on youtube and it's an interview with bradley noel i think you know all the guys in sublime i'm not sure who the other two guys are but i i just don't know um and it's wild and they're just so like they really are, like, such California, like, bro-type guys. But during this interview, Ron Jeremy just, like, rolls up behind them. And they're like, oh, what's up, Ron Jeremy? And it's just the the wildest thing. That is pretty wild, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think it's, like, a K-Rock interview or something. I'm not I mean, really I'm sure. not gonna lie. It's definitely pretty wild. Like, it's not, you know, and again, it's such a a thing, such a 90s thing. You know, although he had a moment a little bit later on, too. But it's such, like, a 90s thing, Ron Jeremy. Uh, yeah. It's, uh... It's something. I'll say that. It's a thing. I will say that. Sorry, I am I was, uh, looking ahead for a second and it ended up putting me, like... I'm like, Post Malone is not coming out in July. Uh, no. But you are gonna get a Morrissey album, you're gonna get... I think you're going to get a Mary J. Blige album. Talking about people who have things that haven't aged well is Morrissey. I know, Mm -hmm. right? A Moby self-titled album. There'll be a lot of stuff to dive into. It's just a look. And then that House of Pain album's coming out. Their self-titled album. So some stuff to kind of take a look at there. Bare Naked Ladies album. Wow. Some of these people have been around a long time and you don't even even realize. But we are going to or I am going to give you as you leave. You are my. Where am I going? Well, you're my. Uh, no, I'm nine. So you're my nine year old girlfriend. And I got this awesome mixtape. It's only a 30 minute tape, though. That I'm going to give to you. So hopefully you remember. You're going to make me a tape? This is the tape that I would make. Stop me if I'm wrong or tell me if you change anything. Well, if you're making me a tape, then I'm not going to change it. No, no, no. I'm just saying that this is the tape. Like, this, okay. is, this, this is this is the tape. This is what I've taken out of the first six months of music. So I'm going to start with Baby Got Back. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, so Got we're going to hit it right there. Then we're going to go to November Rain. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, you're going to bring, bring it up to bring it down. Yep. yep, yep. And then kind of bring it down a little bit more, but then come back around with Under the Bridge. Okay. Maybe a little bit deeper. Come as you are. Okay. Okay. But now I'm going to pull you back a little with Friday I'm in Love. Okay. All right. And then end with a secret song. Smoke two joints. I like it. So that's my little... I like like it. That's my little six month, just little, here you go. Okay, I like it. This is the vibe. This is this I, is who I'd like to be in the future, and I think these are some I feel like awesome you, songs. You don't like me enough to do both sides, but you like me enough to do half. Did you do a, both do sides? One side. Oh, I didn't do one yet. Oh, you didn't even do one yet. I at didn't all. do one yet at all. Oh, okay. So this is so I, I even gave you something. Yeah, I know. This I didn't is give you anything. my first six. So that's what I'm giving you on the way out here. That's what we're giving. That's I would say those are those are six songs that I'm gonna have on my mixtape for sure at the end of the year yeah. on my playlist. Uh, I have attachments to each one of them in their own way. Baby Got Back, I just... Oh, my God. It was such a funny song because it just... <laughs> it's it's the best. It's so good. And it's just going to be around forever. Like, it's still around now. I yeah. could yeah, still yeah. hear it now. Um, Friday I'm in Love, I really enjoy that song. I personally enjoy this. I just, like, it reminds me of 80s teen movies, even though it came out in 92. It feels so just, early 80s, doesn't it? Yeah, it just reminds me of, like, teen movies. Uh, Come As You Are is just one of my favorite Nirvana songs that they play. Under the Bridge is one of my favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. They're all dark songs. I love November I Rain. It is my favorite. The music Pepper video, song. November Rain, is one of my favorite things, and I just love that song. Yeah. 
No, I think it's solid. And smoke two I, joints is just like if I could only if I can only have one Sublime song. So little nine year old Pat is like, yeah, I'm gonna right. smoke two joints. No, <laughs> I don't even know what they really are. But if I can only have one, just take one Sublime song, and just have that song forever, and that's the last of them that I hear. It's that. It's that song. Okay. Because I think that song encapsulates them more than any other song. It's just the vibes. It's just like <sighs> smoke two joints in the morning, smoke two joints at night. Yeah, it's a good yeah. one. It's good. It's just so like you just if you've never seen that person or know who that person is or know what that's about, you just you know. But when you do, you're like, "Yep, I know exactly what that means. I know exactly that feeling, that vibe." So, what about you? Would you? Add any songs to the tape so far? Is there, did, I, did I hit it pretty I good? I think you hit it. I got? think you hit it on the head, yeah. I mean, there um, are the songs. There's no doubt. Had that album we talked about with Dan. We had, um, you know, the Achy Breaky Heart, which, you know, if no, you want no. that on yours, you no. can take it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to put that on mine. Um, I'd probably put a different Sublime song. <laughs> that might be the only thing I'd change, though. But yeah, I was debating with Bad Fish because obviously um, later on they're a pretty big touring cover band. So I was thinking about that. And it's a good song. It's one of their better songs. Yeah, I like I like Bad Fish. I really like Rivers of Babylon, but it is a little bit, you know. Well, it's your mixtape. That's that, that was the beauty about making a mixtape is, is about what you were trying. Like is what you wanted to hear. And that maybe if you're making it for someone else, a sense that you want to give them. Like, like a feeling you want to give them. An emotion you want to give them. Like I just took all the top songs. If I really dug deeper, deeper, deeper and want to do it at the end of the year and make my final picks, like I might get a couple of different deep cuts. Yeah, I might I might switch up the um I love November Rain, but I might put a different Guns N' Roses song. But but gun, that that album came out in 1991. There's the music so video. So this is just because it's I, I look back right? at what we talked about okay. for our first 6 months and some of the different songs that we highlighted and things we we discussed. Yeah, I'd have to really I'd have to really look at it and um I'll probably maybe do some deep Because I think November know. Rain as a single might have came out at some point when we were doing all this. That's why. And That's I know what the happened. Video the came video, out. it came. Yes. And I think February is mm-hmm. when that came out. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So I, I said, you know what? It's fair game because we're playing fast and loose and it's for us anyway. So. I have a mixtape downstairs. I have a couple, but I have one and it says a very old mixtape on it. And I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to write down the tracks and I will make. A Spotify playlist of that mixtape, and it's going to be embarrassing. I'm into it. I think it's gonna be wonderful. Anything else you want to add? Music ninety two. Nah, I think that uh, I think June's a wrap. I think June's a wrap, but we gotta play the game as we always do. Three questions, a piece, a piece, a piece. Loser mm. makes dinner, buys dinner. Something along those lines. But, <sighs> programming alert. Like we said, we're going to have some guests launch the second half of the season, summertime. We're going to yeah. bring in some of our friends as if we were all hanging out in the basement or the attic doing nothing for your summer. So, be on the lookout and like, subscribe, press those buttons, interact. Yeah. At BLC underscore pod on Twitter. Do try to retweet um, and tweet things as we go. And where are we on the other socials, Jen? <laughs> We're at uh, BLC Mixtapes on Instagram. And Becky left the chat at Gmail. And again, thank you for getting this far. Yeah, if you're still with us. And now it's time. I see you. Now it's time. You know it's time. 90s trivia. Jen. Yeah. What product advertised its consumption with this simple slogan, got blank? Milk. Yes. Put these athletes in the order they retired from earliest mm-hmm. to latest. Wayne Gretzky. Magic Johnson the first time. Okay. Michael Jordan the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Magic Johnson in 1991. Michael Jordan in 1994. And Wayne Gretzky in 1999. So you would have been right if you stuck with saying 1993. Mm-hmm. But you were right. You, I, I basically give you these just so you can basically show off your... your. 
your sports knowledge. Did skills. it show the ages or no? The times or no? Yeah, yeah. It says um, exactly what you said. Magic Johnson, ninety one. Michael Jordan, ninety three. You you almost said ninety three, and then you went to ninety four. But you should have should have went with your gut. Wayne Gretzky, ninety nine. Like his jersey number. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say I know he was on the Rangers at the end of his career, and that was in like ninety eight. And then uh, Magic Johnson retires in 91, but then comes back and plays on the Dream Team in mm-hmm. 92. And then I was like, well, the Bulls, I think they won in like 95, 96, 90, or 96, 97, 98 with Jordan. So that's why I said 94, but he probably retired. I Well, it don't matter. I got it right. One point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here giving the explanation. <laughs> what? And I'll, I'll let you... S- you what you can do for this is you can give me a, a specific dollar to dollar range. What was the average movie ticket price in 1990? So I'm guessing an adult ticket to see the movies. Give me like anything you want, like one dollar, and then the next dollar above it. Like one dollar to ninety nine dollars. No, 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 no. Like if you were gonna say. $20 to $21 or 21 to 22 like because it's supposed to be like everyone plays everyone guesses. I think it's supposed to be price is right because the player that's closest without going over wins the point so you tell me like because it's a specific like 21.55 like it's a specific number and I know you're not going to hit that number but just give me a range 462 I'm going to give it to you because you said four to start, and I was asking you to say four to five. It's actually four twenty-two. So you would have lost by this game. Like if you and I were playing, right? You would have said right. that. I would have said dollar. I would have won. Gotcha. Because it's prices right rules. But I'm gonna give it to you. That's two zero. Good job by you. Four dollar right in the four, and change range. Look at me. Yeah. What chewing gum promised a double pleasure was waiting double for you. Spearmint. Double. Double your pleasure. Double your fun. Double the gum. Wrigley's Double Mint Gum. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. What was the popular underwear brand whose logo featured a yellow smiley face? No siblings. Your dad probably rocked white tidy whities. Yeah. Maybe boxer briefs. I'm just saying you would not like you wouldn't. I remember my brother got these. That's, that's a Joe Boxer. Joe Boxer. Yeah. Good job. I knew I knew it. I just couldn't. I had to like, You're like let it my come ex-boyfriend me. had Joe. <laughs> no. I worked at Kmart and ah, they sold Joe Boxers and they had I, Joe Boxer like, like be, lounge clothes. That's how I knew. I'm like, this would be hard. Like, I don't know how you'd know. Okay. This is the same kind of question as the one you gave me. Mm-hmm. So I guess just give me a dollar range. Okay. How much was the fine at Blockbuster Video if you were unkind and did not rewind? 99 cents to $1.99. Ooh, no, it was only 50 cents. Really? Yeah. yeah. So if you didn't rewind, it hit you for 50 cents. This is definitely like a dollar a day or like $2 a day. If you I think it was a dollar a day if you didn't return it on time. But if you didn't rewind it, it was 50 cents. So I know. Do I you, wouldn't have known that. Do you think, you know, and again, this is just, this is an end, end question here. Because you won. Because I got it wrong. Do you think that Blockbuster not having that is one of the biggest downfalls? And maybe think about it or whatever. But one of the biggest, like, losses that they weren't able to pivot and keep any of those standalone stores into something with today's streaming. Because I really feel like nobody, unless you were alive at that time, you just don't know what it was like to go in there and see the box art and see the things and flip them over and then have to make a choice and then take it. Now, I understand the convenience and everything, especially in the beginning of Netflix. But now there's so many movies that come out, so many things that come out that you just, like... You can't even keep up with it. That if you're in there and you're like, I'm excited. I'm going to choose this and I'm going to bring this home. I got to bring this back. So I'm going to watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I think it's like a downfall in like the movie industry now. Like I think it's circling back because there's so much shit now that like you can't even, you can't, things come and go. You can't even figure it out. It's, and old man on the block corner here. Yeah, it is old man on the block corner. But I think that because we're doing a podcast that's based on things that happened 30 years ago, we're we're basically, we should call this podcast old man on the block. 
Maybe corner. that's what it is. <laughs> Becky <laughs> Left the Chat presents Old People on the Block. I mean, that's just even a longer name than the already too long name that we have. But, I, you know, there was something to that, though. Because you would go... Yep. You're right. You would go and you'd... You'd pick out what you wanted to watch, and it was like either you and your friends, or you and your family, or maybe just you, or you and your, you know, significant other, and you'd you really have to, like, agree on something, mm-hmm. and then it was like, that was the plan. Like, we're gonna get this movie, or this video game, or both, and then we're gonna get these snacks, we're gonna plan out our snackies, and this is, like, what we're doing. Like, whether we're having a bunch of friends over to watch this or if it's just two people or if it's, like, you know, me and my dad on a Friday night or whatever it was, like, that was your plans. And um, it made the act of sitting down and watching a movie, like, more special. Now, I honestly just don't care about watching stuff, like, as much as I used to. And there's so Mm -hmm. much more so much better content and it's just an oversaturation and there's no like ritual like i think it was just the whole ritual there's no actual filter the problem is there's no actual filter because you can log into whatever you want right now and see it and maybe this is a good discussion you know what i'll put a pin in this and we'll pick this up when we talk about our movies this this month yeah okay that's a good idea or even potpourri we'll come back to this but because i have some thoughts because you just brought the question it's, I, I really think just the idea of it being, like, a, a ritual. Like, and because also, I like... I remember... I, cause I'll it was just, an event. It was exciting. I'll just leave you with this. Like, I remember The Sopranos. I remember that came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember that they rent, like, the DVDs. Because this is before you can whatever. So you can go and rent the DVDs. But the DVD, you'd rent one DVD that had, like, three episodes. So you'd go and rent, like, three episodes. Because, like, yeah, they caught the thing on TV. There was no really on-demand yet. So it's like, if you wanted to see something, right. you had to be like, I'm going to sit down and watch these things. Whereas now, it's like, here's everything. So we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. And it's then if talk. you went to get, like, episode, like, if you got episodes one through three, and you went to get, like, four to six, someone else and someone it. else had it, and you were yep. like, no, I just, ugh. Because uh. I, I think about that more and more, because I just, you know, and again, we'll, we'll dive a little deeper. But, like, I just read, like, an article that Netflix is now, like, we're not going to do, quote, unquote, vanity projects or whatever for the directors and stuff. Because they were, like, and they were, like, highlighting in the article, like, the Martin Scorsese film The Irishman, right? About how they spent all this money but didn't really see anything come back. Because all their earnings are doing so bad now because now, you know, the economy and everything's going lower. So their earnings are doing so bad. So they were just printing money and giving it to people. Like, they basically shuttered most of their animation division now and stuff like that. And it's crazy to think because it's like Netflix was mailing you DVDs. That's what they were doing. That's how that started. And they were compiling all your information. Then they looked back at this entire log of all this shit that nobody cared about. That was just out there kind of in the free range or just bought up the streaming rights to all this stuff. Then start their streaming thing and then blow Blockbuster out of the water. Right? Because it was like pay-per-view and then that. And so now, like, you flash forward to now, and, like, now they're having, like, problems and stuff like that. And it's, like, right, because, like, it's almost like the two parts of the entertainment thing can't come together. You can have all the stuff on Netflix, but now you're charging me, like, 15, 20 bucks for it. And I don't even flip it on in a month anymore. So when people are going to start to cut the cord on all these different things, a lot of it's going to be like, well, you gave me too much too fast too soon. You know, you gave me everything. I've seen it all. I don't care anymore, you know? Yeah. And it's wild to be like, hey. It's oversaturation. Way oversaturation. And it's nothing is special. Nothing is like, you know, there's not like, oh, hopefully that movie's in when I get there. And it made things a little unattainable, which makes you want it more. Now it's just everything's Uh at the tip of your fingertips. So it's just too much. And it's like, eh. It's too too convenient. Like, and I say that as I'm sitting here and as we wrap, I say that as I'm sitting here. We're recording this on a Saturday. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, we just go get in the car. Go to Blockbuster, see what's out. Maybe there's something out that just came out that we want to see. Because yeah. that would have been a thing that we would have done even well, 15 is, years ago. 20 I definitely years ago. think we should put a pin in this because I worked at Blockbuster. Yeah, we'll you worked at Hollywood Video. Yeah, we have we a lot have a we can actually talk about with that. Um, Especially this time of year, summertime, when now all the kids are out and you're people are just out later and just things yeah. are going on and people are doing it. So to wrap, again, we are Becky Left the Chat. This is the Mixtapes feed. The year's June 92. We're going to put a pin in our music conversation. Yeah. 
we have already started to talk about what we're going to do on our potpourri and movies because we're really going to. Yeah, dive I think there should this. be maybe a, a potpourri. We should mm-hmm. we should put it to potpourri. So and we'll, we'll jump in and talk about we'll talk about the stories of the day. We'll talk about my grandma's fragrance bowl that would kill me, mm-hmm. and, and we'll talk a little bit more about maybe the downfall of uh, some of the stuff because. The only other side I was thinking was when we were talking music, and I'm man, you go to the mall and you could just spend an hour in the wall. Uh, not was it like BF uh, Sam Goody? Whatever. I'm trying to think what was in the mall. It was like was Sam it Goody Tower, Tower, and Sam Goody because the wall or was Sam like Goody. the wall was like in its own. Like I remember that was an own place, at least where we lived. You know, its own standalone place. It where we lived, mall. it was a standalone. Yeah, but yeah, that or like a Circuit City or even a Best Buy, just huge sections of um, CDs and you're looking to. Nobody beats them. Nobody beats them. So you're just sitting there looking through all these CDs, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm just thinking about this now, going, yeah, because it's like I would sometimes gravitate towards getting a couple singles, right? Because I wanted those songs versus mm-hmm. buying the whole album. If you got 20 bucks and you could buy a single for $7.99, you get two singles with some B-sides versus getting one album. So, well, we appreciate everybody that made it that far. Yeah. We played our Thank game. Thank you for and listening. Then Sorry game. for another late... Nah, episode we're, drop, but we're get we're gonna get there. We're getting there. We're close. By nineteen ninety three, we're gonna be on top of this shit. Whoever wakes up in the morning on Monday, this will be there for them. So they would have just missed Friday, right? They weren't gonna listen to it on the weekend when they were taking Bryce into soccer practice. And if you were, sorry, but you got two next week when you take Bryce into soccer practice. We are Becky left the chat. That was our <laughs> mixtapes, produced by Pat and Jen, edited mostly by Jen, researched terribly mostly by Pat. And listen to by you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.